the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to Freedom with Adam Riojas. His goal is not only to inspire you to receive everything God has for you, but to go out into the world and make disciples of all nations. And now, here's your host, Adam Riojas. Woohoo! Welcome to today's show. We have an amazing lineup for you and you will enjoy today. Today we have the At The Cross Midweek Service Worship Team and it's composed of Phil and all children. One, two, three, four, five, six. And Kristen who is in the background and leads the children. So without further ado, let's Go and enjoy the show and stay with us. Prepare the way, prepare the way of the Lord. 
Lord prepare the way. Prepare the way. The 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 Lord prepare the way. Is amazing. This is Freedom with Adam Riojas as we are enjoying some amazing worship. And here we go. It's the midweek worship team with all children from keyboard to, to the bongos to everything. Here we go. We are. 
team all composed of children this is the midweek choir worship team from at the cross and oceanside and it's all children right now we in the studio there is seven children that are worshiping god and here we go here we have another song for you put your hands together and just worship the Lord and trust Him for an amazing blessing. Freedom with Adam Riojas. You are the man at the beginning. One with God, the Lord most high. Your hidden glory in creation. Now revealed in you are Christ What a beautiful name it is What a beautiful name it is The name of Jesus Christ my King What a beautiful name it is Nothing compares to this What a beautiful name it is Jesus, you brought heaven down. My sin was great, your love was greater. What could separate us now? What a wonderful name it is. 
nothing compares to this. What a wonderful name it is, the name of Jesus. What a wonderful name it is, the name of Jesus. Death could not hold you. The veil team i pray that you are being blessed right now and here we go we are preparing for another song from an all children worship team at at the cross oceanside and if you ever want to be there live please join us at 6 30 p.m at at the cross oceanside 2112 al camino real here we go listeners Freedom with Adam Riojas with the Midweek Worship Team, All Children. If I sing, but don't have love, and raise my breath, that reach off I bring, an empty voice, a hollow noise. If I speak, the silver tongue can 
Instagram, but don't have love. I leave a bitter taste of everywhere I see. So let my life be the proof, the proof of your love. Let my love look like you and watch your me. Praise the Lord. Hey, I'm going to ask each one of you guys. Um, I want those that are listening right now to know who you are and if you love Jesus or not. Melody, we'll start with you. Tell everybody your name. I'm Melody Hanish. Do you love Jesus? Yeah. Amen. I'm Nicola Watson. Do you love Jesus? Of course. Amen. Tell everybody who you are. I'm Emily Cardenas. Do you love Jesus? Of course. Amen. Who are you? Talia Rojas. Do you love Jesus? Obviously. Amen. And tell everybody who you are. I'm Aaliyah Fredrickson. Do you love Jesus? Of course. How old are you, Aaliyah? Eight. Woohoo! Eight years old. Bella? Or, I'm sorry, tell everybody who you are. <gasps> I'm Bella Rojas. Do you love Jesus? With all my heart. Amen. Tell us who you are. I'm Sophia Flores. Sophia, do you love Jesus? Yes. Amen. And now you tell us who you are. I'm Kristen Hushik, and I love the Lord with all my heart and soul. Woohoo! And now, yeah. our guitarist and our leader. I'm Phil, and I'm the worship leader with these guys, and I just love it, and I love the Lord with all my heart. 
<laughs> Amen. That is yes. that is the Lord. Um, and I, we want you to stick around because we're going to be back in a few minutes and we're going to get into the latter part of today. And that's a message out of Luke chapter 10. But what I wanted to do um, with our worship team on three, I want you guys all to say Jesus. Jesus okay. On three. One, two, three. three. I love you guys. That was amazing. We will be back in a few minutes. We love you guys. And that was the At The Cross worship team, all children. Stay tuned and come back. The Oceanside Pier is a sacred place, blessed with ocean views, the strand, good people, and good times. You'll find all those things and more at the Bistro at the Pier. Locally owned and operated, the Bistro at the Pier offers delicious food options and a full slate of crafted coffee drinks, including Italy's own Cafe Vergnano, sourced from Italy's finest coffee beans. So whether you're craving an acai bowl or an espresso, the Bistro at the Pier is waiting for you. Head on down or visit them online at bistroatthepier.org. Freedom Generation Higher Education is a faith-based alternative education option and official Turning Point USA Academy Associate that values constitutional rights and medical freedom. Hosted by At The Cross Church in Oceanside, they serve pre-K through 7th grade and are Southern California's exclusive institution incorporating Turning Point USA Academy's 5C model. They offer in-person classes and electives Monday through Thursday and are now accepting applications for fall 2023. Visit them online at freedomgenerationedu.com or at the cross oceanside.com. Welcome back to today's show with Freedom with Adam Riojas. We just had an amazing worship team composed of all children and they are amazing. If you ever want to listen to them live, come join us at At The Cross, Oceanside, 2112, El Camino Real, 92054. At The Cross, Oceanside. They were amazing. And now let's get into today's message. And we're going to be talking about a biblical love, a biblical love. Now, the message is going to be out of Luke chapter 10. Um, but I wanted to read you a couple of the excerpts so that you and I would have this amazing understanding about what love is and what love means to those that love the Lord and to those that have accepted Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior. Now, in First John chapter 13, John spoke a little bit about love, and I'm going to Go through this fairly quickly so that we can get into the message. But it's, I, I want us to build up this base on what love is. Now, John was the last living apostle when he wrote this. And he says in 1 John chapter uh, 3, uh, verse 13, Marvel not, my brethren, if the world hates you. We know that we have passed from death unto life because we love the brethren he that loveth not his brother abideth in death. Whosoever hateth his brother is a murderer, and you know that no murder hath eternal life abiding in him. Hereby perceive we the love of God, because he laid down his life for us, and we ought to lay down our lives for the brethren. Remember, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whoever believeth him should not perish, but have everlasting life. 
First John 3.17 says this, But whoso hath this world's good, and seeth his brother have need, and shutteth up his bowls of compassion from him, how dwelleth the love of God in him? My little children, let us not love in word, neither in tongue, but in deed and in truth. And hereby we know that we are of the truth and shall assure our hearts before him. For if our heart condemn us, God is greater than our heart and knoweth all things. Beloved, if our heart condemn us not, then have we confidence towards God. And whatsoever we ask, we receive of him because we keep his commandments and do those things that are pleasing in his sight. And this is his commandment that we should believe on the name of his son, Jesus Christ, and love one another as he gave us commandment. And he that keepeth his commandments dwelleth in him, and he in him, and hereby we know that he abideth in us by the Spirit with he hath given us. Now, in John chapter 4, it says this, and I want to start off in verse John, 1 John chapter 4, verse 7. Beloved, let us love one another, for, for love is of God, and everyone that loveth is born of God and knoweth God. He that loveth not knoweth not God, for God is love. Not that not that love is God, but that God is love. Love is love. I've, you've heard the quote, love is love. Love is not just love because God is love. And, and love is not God, but God is love is what the scripture tells us. And this one manifested the love of God toward us because that God sent his only begotten son into the world that we might live through him. Here in his love, not that we love God, but that he loved us and sent his son to be the propitiation for our sins or the payment for our sins. Beloved, if God so loved us, God so loved us, we ought to love one another. Now, I also love what, what Paul gave us in Romans chapter 13, verse 8. No man oh, no man anything but to love one another, for he that loveth another hath fulfilled the law. For this thou shalt not commit adultery, thou shalt not kill, thou shalt not steal, thou shalt not bear false witness, thou shalt not covet. And if there be any other commandment, it is briefly comprehended in the saying, namely, thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. Love worketh no ill to his neighbor. Therefore, love is the fulfilling of the law. Remember that love is the fulfilling of the law. And that knowing that the time that now it is high time to awake out of our sleep, for now is our salvation nearer than when we believed. The night is far spent, the day is at hand. Let us therefore cast off the works of darkness and let us put the armor of light. Let us walk honestly as in the day, not in rioting, not in drunkenness, not in chambering, not in wantonness, not in strife, not in envy. But put ye on the Lord Jesus Christ and make no provision for the flesh to fulfill the lust thereof. With that base of love that we have just heard now, this story that we are about to read will make more sense to you. Luke chapter 10, and it's and and I, I want to catch you up really uh, of what happens before we go into the story is Jesus had sent out 70 disciples, 70 disciples to go out and proclaim 
the good news, to go out and heal people. And when they came back, they were all rejoicing that the devils were subject unto them. And out of fulfillment, Jesus says this, I beheld Satan as lightning fall from heaven. Before, behold, I give unto you power to tread on serpents and scorpions and over all power of the enemy and nothing, remember that, and nothing shall by any means hurt you. Notwithstanding in this rejoice, not that the spirits are subject unto you, but rather rejoice because your names are written in heaven. And after he's given this discourse, there's someone amongst the crowd, a lawyer of all people. Now, the lawyers at that time were the interpreters of the law. They would interpret the law where there was disputes. And as we look at our message today in John, in Luke 10.25, it says this, And behold, a certain lawyer stood up and tempted him, tempted Jesus, saying, Master, what shall I do to inherit eternal life? Now, what's interesting about that verse is we all have this life that is ahead of us. We get to choose where we want to go. We get to choose if we want to spend eternal life with God or eternal life in hell. Now, this is interesting. If you choose not to be with God, with Jesus for eternity, you've made your choice and you're going to have to lay in it. And that's hell. He said unto him, what is written in the law? How readest thou? And he answering, the lawyer answered and said, thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart and with all thy soul and with all thy strength and with all thy mind. That meant with all your might, everything within you, which we fall short of all the time. And then it says, and thy neighbor as well. Now, you never find that part of Scripture together in the Old Testament. Remember, this guy was a lawyer. He interpreted the law. The first part, he got out of Deuteronomy 6.5, which was the second time that the Ten Commandments were written down for us. Remember, the first time was in Exodus chapter 20, and then again, when Moses wrote Deuteronomy, he repeated it to us. Now, and thy neighbor as thyself was in Leviticus 19.18. Now, what's really interesting about Leviticus uh, chapter 19 is that in that chapter, we are literally taught how to treat our neighbor, how to love our neighbor. And because of time, I I want you to read it sometimes so you understand what it all means. Hey, if you just tuned in, this is Freedom with Adam Riojas as we're going through this powerful scripture in Luke chapter 10, and we started in verse 25, and now we are in verse 28 after the Lord answered Jesus and said, Yeah, thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, with all thy soul, and with all thy strength, and with all thy might, and thy neighbor as thyself. And he said unto him, Jesus said unto him, 
thou hast answered right. This do, and thou shalt live. You will have eternal life. But he, the lawyer, willing to justify himself, said unto Jesus, And who is my neighbor? Who is my neighbor? Now, when you read in Leviticus chapter 19, those that had fields, those that grew stuff, were required by law not to take everything from the from the land that after they had done their reaping and them what they needed for themselves and what they sold to others they were commanded to leave the rest the rest of the planter and it was done so that those that didn't have could go and reap the fields afterwards Love thy neighbor. Now, Jesus again says, Thou hast answered right this do, and thou shalt live. But he, willing to justify, said, Remember this. Who is my neighbor? And Jesus answering said, A certain man went down from Jerusalem to Jericho and fell among thieves, which stripped him of his raiment and wounded him and departed, leaving him half dead. What an amazing story. This road that this this man was on was a, a rough road. It was a road that only few took, that only few dared to take when they were on this journey. And by chance, verse 31 says, there came down a certain priest that way, and when he saw him, he passed on the other side. That is interesting that he passed on the other side. You would think that a priest, a religious leader, would stop and help this man. And likewise, a Levite, when he was at that place, came and looked on him and passed by on the other side. He did the same thing. Now, a Levite was one who worked in the temple. Remember in the Old Testament, the Levites were given charge to take care of the temple, to be the servants of God. And the priests came from the Levites. And so both of these guys worked at the temple. And both of these guys founded in their own heart to go on the opposite end and not take care of this person. Now, I want to remind you what what 1 John 4, 20 to 21 said. Love God. Well, let me read it again. Someone says, I love God and hates his brother. He is a liar. For he who does not love his brother whom he has seen, how can he love God whom he has not seen? And this commandment we have from him, that he who loves God must also love his brother also. Now, as we see this story unfold, there are many excuses that could have been used by these folks. This road is too dangerous for me to stop and help this man. There's no way that I could stop. 
He might be a decoy and, and I might get ambushed myself. I've got to get to the temple and perform my service for the Lord. I've got to get home and see my family. Someone really should help that man. If I'm going to serve at the temple, I can't get my clothes all bloodied up. I don't know first aid. It's it's a hopeless case anyways. I'm only one person. That job is too big for me. I, I can just go on the other side and just pray for him. He brought it on himself. He should have never been alone on such a dangerous road. Or he just never asked for help. Now, all of these are just simply excuses. I never knew a man refused to help the poor who failed to give at least one admirable excuse. That's a quote from Spurgeon. Let me read this again. I never knew a man refused to help the poor who failed to give at least one admirable excuse. Isn't that amazing? Now, some rabbis taught that a Jew was forbidden to help a Gentile woman who was in distress giving birth because if they succeeded, all they did was to help one more Gentile come into the world. They often thought that the Samaritans were worse than the Gentiles. Remember, the Samaritans were half Assyrian and half Jewish and At that time, the Jews looked at him as just total disgraceful dogs. Now, as we continue to read this story, but a certain Samaritan, as he journeyed, came where he was, and when he saw him, he had compassion on him. Now, it's interesting that Jesus uses a Samaritan Because this story, no doubt, gives us the impression that that man on the side of the road was probably Jewish. And he uses a Samaritan um, as one who's on this journey as well, who has compassion on this man on the side of the road. And when he went to him and bound up his wounds, pouring in oil to soothe him, and wine, remember, wine had alcohol to, to literally ease the pain in his wounds and set him on his own beast, his own beast that he was on, and brought him to an inn and took care of him. Now, as you read this, the story gets super interesting as I read it. And on the morrow when he had departed, he took two pence... And gave them to the host and said unto him, Take care of him, and whatsoever thou spendest more, when I come, I will repay thee. Now, it's interesting when you read this story. He took out two pence or two denarii and gave them to the innkeeper. It seems that the two denarii or the two pence would provide for the man's needs in the inn for at least, at least two to three Weeks. This man was willing to go out of his way, helped him, 
blessed him, took care of him, put him in an inn, gave the the intaker at least two to three works worth of money to take care of of this wounded man, and then was willing to come back if he if it was more money was needed to take care of this man. What an incredible story, which now, and then Jesus says this to the, uh, to the lawyer, which now of these three thinkest thou was neighbor unto him that fell among the thieves? We are arrested by the fact that he completely shifted the ground of the question and by this reply said in effect that that the question as to who is a neighbor was not so important as to the question to whom he was a neighbor. Did you get that? To whom he was a neighbor. Verse 37 says this, and he said, he that showed mercy on him, then said Jesus unto him, go and do likewise. Did you catch that? Did you catch what this man did? He loved this man. He loved his neighbor. He was willing to stop and help him with his wounds, put him on his own beast, on his own animal, and then took him to an inn and blessed him. I am sure that this interpreter of the law at that point was in shock because he saw that a neighbor is anyone who is in need and a neighbor is anyone whom you have the means to be able to help better their life or their situation. We often think that our our neighbor is someone that lives next to us, that someone who has it all and perhaps never needs our help. A neighbor is someone who is in need, whom we have the capacity to be able to help and to bless. Today is your chance and your opportunity to be able to put love into practice. See, love is not a feeling. We often get caught up where we believe that love is a feeling. Love is a verb. Love does. Love is action. Remember, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. He loved And then he gave. Love is an action. If we rely on our feelings, we're going to be like the priest and the Levite in the story where we will avoid helping our neighbor, where we will avoid helping that person whom we may have been able to help. Now, this message is piercing because I believe that I've probably been in that situation where I could have helped somebody. And I've often will go home and think, man, I could have helped that person. I could have done this for them. And today this is a wake-up call for you. This is for you to recognize that your neighbor is someone 
who is in need, someone whom you can help, someone who you can help. Remember, God is love, not love is God, and not love is love, but God is love. God defines what love is, and love is not our feelings. Yes, we can be passionate about certain things, but love comes from God. If you don't know God, then you can't love to that capacity because God is love. God is the one that pours his love upon us. God is the one that decided to give his only begotten son for you and I. Yes, this is love. If you tell your wife you love her and never do nothing about that, I love you and that's all you ever do, but there's no action behind that. You don't hold her hand. You don't take her to for a walk. If you don't have money, you can walk on the beach. If you don't have enough money to go on a dinner date, you can save up. You can take her to eat ice cream. You can take her to eat a hot dog if that was needful. But love is defined by God. And who is your neighbor but someone who is in need? Someone that you can help. Someone whom you can bless. Today is that day of salvation. If you've never had an encounter with Jesus and you need that type of love, God can pour it upon you. All you have to say is, Jesus, come into my heart. Jesus, I believe that you died for my sins. Jesus, be my Lord, be my Savior, be my God. And it's that simple. Forgive me for my sins, Lord, and make me brand new. That makes you a brand new creature. The Bible says, old things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. And if you are a believer and are in that place where you feel loveless, then today is the day where you can cry out to God and say, God, help me to love God. Help me to put my love into practice, God. Help me to be able to love like you loved God. Help me to love God. And make me a better, a better person today, God. I, I wanted to read you another passage that makes a lot of sense when we read it. In 1 John 4.19, it says, We love him because he first loved us. If a man say, I love God and hates his brother, he is a liar. He is a liar. For he that loveth not his brother whom he has seen, how can he love God whom he has not seen? That is straight out of the Bible. 1 John 4, 20. 21 says this, And this commandment have we from him, that he who loved God loves 
his brother also. Let me read that again. And this commandment have we from him, from God, that he who loveth God love his brother also. This is what we need to do. First John 5, uh, 2 and 3 says this, But this we know, that we love the children of God when we love God and keep his commandments. For this is the love of God, that we keep his commandments, and his commandments are not grievous. Love is put into action. Today, God can restore that for you. Today, God could make you the best lover of God. And when you love God, you will be able to love humanity. You will be able to have this compassion. You will be able to put your love into action. Remember, love is not a feeling. We are commanded to love, and love does, because it's easy to say, I don't feel like loving my brother, but if you love God, you will know that you need to love your brother, and that you can put that love into action by meeting your brethren's need. God loves you. I love you. And we want to fellowship with you. We want to say that God is good and that God is good all the time. And we want to put an invitation out out to you that you would come and visit us if you feel like it. And that invitation is open to you at the Cross Oceanside, 92054, 2112. That's the address. Come see us. On Sunday, we have two services at 8 and 10 a.m. We love you, and God bless you, and I want to close in prayer. Heavenly Father, I want to pray for all those that are listening today that you would pour your love upon them, God. Love is important because you loved us and sent your son to die for us that we may be redeemed. I pay I pray for those marriages that are struggling today that today love would dominate. I pray for those that are thinking of ending their life and and see that there's no hope that love would surround them that love would be this powerful move that you perform upon them, oh God. Bless them, God, and thank you for this time. Lord, we love you, we praise you, and we give you glory. Thank you for listening today. Thank you for tuning in with us. And remember that you can be a neighbor to anyone who is in need. We love you, and we pray that God would bless you. And thank you for tuning in, and we'll see you next Sunday at 5 p.m. Love you guys. God bless you. Thanks for listening to Freedom with Adam Riojas. If you'd like to contact Adam, email him at freedom at adamriojas.com. 
Make sure to tune in next week at 5 p.m. here on K-Praise. If you missed a show, go to your favorite podcast provider and search Freedom with Adam Riojas. The Oceanside Pier is a sacred place, blessed with ocean views, the strand, good people, and good times. You'll find all those things and more at the Bistro at the Pier. Locally owned and operated, the Bistro at the Pier offers delicious food options and a full slate of crafted coffee drinks, including Italy's own Cafe Vergnano, sourced from Italy's finest coffee beans. So whether you're craving an acai bowl or an espresso, the Bistro at the Pier is waiting for you. Head on down or visit them online at bistroatthepier.org. Freedom Generation Higher Education is a faith-based alternative education option and official Turning Point USA Academy Associate that values constitutional rights and medical freedom. Hosted by At The Cross Church in Oceanside, they serve pre-K through 7th grade and are Southern California's exclusive institution incorporating Turning Point USA Academy's 5C model. They offer in-person classes and electives Monday through Thursday and are now accepting applications for fall 2023. Visit them online at freedomgenerationedu.com or at the cross oceanside.com. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.